0: Coming up on this week's episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy.
1: That addiction to that kind of food doesn't just mm. disappear. I didn't do it overnight. Yeah. My wife always says this to me. She was like, you know, when I'm talking to people saying, you just do this, you just do that. She's like, Tom, you have to remember that you took
2: A two years
1: <clears throat> probably to, to just not eat any of this stuff anymore. Yeah. So your taste buds have to change. Yeah. You have to
2: give your taste buds time yeah. to, to make that change. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Hyman. Did you know that not all beef labeled grass-fed is really grass-fed? It's not actually a federally regulated claim and there's definitely some imposters out there. And a lot of beef labeled as grass-fed is only partially pasture-raised and then finished on grain. You have to read the fine print. Since cows raised completely on pasture tends to produce meat that's higher in anti-inflammatory omega-3 fats and antioxidants and even phytonutrients because they eat all the plants, And it's better for the environment. I'm always careful to make sure I buy my beef from a source I can trust. And that's why I love ButcherBox. They have strict values and quality control when it comes to their meat. They deliver 100% grass fed and grass finished beef right to my doorstep. They also offer wild caught Alaskan salmon that are perfect for getting some variety in your weekly meal plans. Now, I honestly love knowing that I can just hop online to order clean protein from ButcherBox without having to sort through the labels at the market to know what I'm getting. And their prices are way better, too. One of my favorite ways to make grass fed ground beef is the eggplant moussaka recipe in my last cookbook. It's so good, layered with sweet potatoes, eggplant, tons of fresh herbs and spices for a super comforting base dish, and my wife makes me keep making it. We've had to make it three or four times, so I think I might begin too much eggplant. Anyway, ButcherBox is gradually welcoming new customers to this increased demand, but only if you're on the wait list. So reserve your spot today at butcherbox.com forward slash pharmacy, and you'll get an email when they're ready to take your order. That's butcherbox.com forward slash pharmacy to preserve your spot today. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to The Doctor's Pharmacy. I'm Dr. Mark Hyman, and that's pharmacy with an F, F F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. And if you've ever struggled with sugar, this conversation is going to matter to you because it's with two extraordinary young men who are going to tell us about their journey. You might know them. Keegan Allen is an American actor, musician, photographer, and author. He's known for his main role as Toby Cavanaugh on the Freedom Series, pretty little liars his passion in his younger years tended toward photography cinematography and lots of other roles he's published two photography books and he's going to tell us about his journey with sugar which you all know i care a lot about uh well having less of it that is uh, although i love it uh and we also have tom hopper who's uh, an english actor uh, you might recognize him as um uh, the guy who got flamed with his father because he didn't bend the knee to Daenerys. <laughs> uh, in The Game of Thrones, uh, he's appeared as Sir Merciful, Percival in Merlin, Billy Bones in Black Sails, Dick and Tarly, like I said, in The Game of Thrones, and Luther Hargraves in Netflix new show, The Umbrella Academy. Those are all like English names. <laughs> yeah, they all are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so welcome, again, and, and Thanks, us. thanks. thanks yeah, for we're being We're delighted here. to be here. So you guys have been on a health journey the last few years. You, you know, I wonder how you understood the connection between what you're eating and how you feel um, how to, and how did you sort of find my work and get connected to you know processed food being bad and sugar affecting you and how did you connect those dots because most you know, most young guys just eat whatever they want and they just like push through and they're like I'm superman yeah. I'm never gonna die I can eat whatever I want but you guys seem to have a, a different experience well yeah
1: I mean what you just said there about being feeling invincible was exactly the journey that I was on actually yeah. and um, I was training a lot so i was really into my fitness and it was actually for training for the show for for that show you mentioned black sales that this whole journey kind of happened for me and we went on quite an extreme diet to to get into shape for that show and during that process um i started to get uh stomach problems a lot of Mm. stomach problems um because i was what i was doing was going from being a sugar addict a major one actually i would do that and then do these extreme diets of cutting out all my carbohydrates and I and I'd be like oh I can eat whatever I want now and I when well, I'm not on the show You'd I would binge just eat. On sugar. so I'd binge yeah and these two extremes kept happening <laughs> and um what what happened and I think this is a similar thing for for many people who make this extreme changes I had a, a health scare a major health scare where my stomach um I got an, an extreme case of gastritis and I felt like I was gonna die. It was it was so stomach extreme. Pain. Yeah, like extreme stomach pain. Um, bedridden, just felt awful. Um and I thought I've got to I've gotta look what's causing this. Mm. And i had been taking various bits of medication because I was getting like acid reflux problems and stuff yeah. and and I'd realised that the NSAIDs and stuff I was taking had really ripped up my stomach So basically. you was taking
2: anti-inflammatories for yeah, yeah, so pain I was taking, yeah, out yeah,
1: so basically I was taking anti-inflammatories because I had two herniated discs. Um, and I went to a doctor who I thought was supposed to be helping me and he was just going, "Yeah, you, your back's going to feel like it's gone a holiday if you have these." So I was taking all these <laughs> all these painkillers and stuff, not thinking anything of it and that's the I think so many people are guilty of that. It's just going, "I want to be free of the pain." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what happened was I had this premonition of, my friend who who lives a very similar life to us now, my friend said to me, he goes, it's funny, isn't it? When you feel that ill, when you feel that sick, you'll do anything to feel better again. Yeah, You'll do anything to feel just good. And I said, yeah, that's true. Because I felt so ill. And I was like, yeah, that's true, I would. Right now I'll do anything. Mm. And he was like, well, why not take every precaution to make sure you never feel like this again? And that was a big moment for me. It was a kind of a light bulb moment. And that sort of started my journey of going, right, I'm gonna look at the diet. Because he he was a bit like, you know, when we, we talk about how our link up was, which you'll hear about from Keegan in a moment, but he was a huge influence for me. Uh, and seeing that he's always so healthy, he never gets sick, there's never yeah. any problems. So. I started looking at what he did, and he just didn't eat processed food. He didn't eat sugar. Mm. Uh, didn't eat anything that would cause any kind of inflammatory response in his mm-hmm. body. And mm-hmm. also through trial and error, you know, you find what works for you, what doesn't, and just being aware of that. Um, and I started surrounding myself with people that who were on the same journey, mm. you know. And I think that's very important. Is the influence yes,
2: totally? Because if, if otherwise, your friends you're overweight and unhealthy, you're likely to also be. And mm-hmm. if your friends yeah. are all drinking green juice and doing yoga you're probably going to be healthier absolutely yeah and it's that influence of it's uh, peer pressure right yeah. mm-hmm. the amount of
1: times i get because i don't drink now either and i every time i go out is have a drink yeah. go and have a drink and i'm like yeah. well i don't especially eat. the english culture right oh big pub time culture yeah right. pub culture yeah you go in the local pub it's like you're expected to have. if i go in and go just a mineral water please <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not going down well so um yeah, the peer pressure thing is huge. So, like, surrounding myself, like, my aunt was a big influence for me, who's also a big fan of yours, um, and she introduced me to to you and to your mm-hmm. to your podcast, mm. and um, that was a, a huge stepping stone for me because, you know, it was it was just about looking at medicine and food being medicine, mm-hmm. and having that mindset and going, oh, you know, what I don't, if I look at the way people fuel their car, yeah. <laughs> you know if someone has their, their pride and joy is their car you yeah. know like an item a thing yeah. a solid thing and they'll put their pride and joy into it you know yeah, and
2: they're gonna fuel it with the best fuel I mean even if you have a pet I mean you, we feed our kids yeah, stuff give, we would never feed our pet would absolutely. you give your pet a, a cheeseburger a fries and a yeah, coke yeah. I mean no yeah,
1: yeah no, absolutely I, I see people giving their, their dogs <laughs> this like gourmet food yeah, like
2: this. yeah right exactly
1: and they're eating down a cheeseburger um and I use this analogy, I was talking to him yesterday about this. I used an analogy when I was shooting in Toronto recently. And uh, every morning I would see this guy who was cleaning his shop front, like meticulous cleaning with a steam cleaner to make his shop look amazing. Mm. And he stood there with this, uh, this sprayer thing, with a cigarette in one hand and a big can of Coke in the other and with a huge gut and just looking not too healthy, not healthy. Yeah. And I'm like, he's putting so much effort into making his shop look that good, yeah. <laughs> but has no care in the world about what he's doing to his body. Yeah. And I think that's a thing that, you know, a lot of people have fallen into now is that this, that kind of aesthetic of what things look like or what an item looks like, what you look like on the outside, mm-hmm. but not actually taking into account we're put on this earth it, in these vessels mm-hmm. that we're actually supposed to take care of, yeah, you we know? never
2: got the owner's manual. <laughs> we never got the manual. Yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, well, yeah, unfortunately, the government and society has has driven us into a place where the manual is oh, just eat this, just eat yeah, that, yeah. and it's, well, it's uh, what's we're and available. For it. Yeah. yeah. Um so it's only through self education that you can break that mold because the government's not gonna do it. No. The world we live in isn't gonna do it. It's no. just it's our own it's our own journey and I think it's that thing like I say, uh, people who have a extreme health scare or change where they go, I I've, I've gotta take yeah. control. Yeah, know? it's powerful. So um, when you have that personal yeah.
2: experience, it kind of wakes you up. I mean I think that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. They don't sort of wake up until something bad happens, which yeah. is unfortunate because you know, most people are, even when they don't have something terrible going on, don't feel the best they could feel and they don't know how bad they feel until they start feeling better. Mm. Right? And That's so, it. That's it. You know, I think, oh, this yeah. is just normal. You know, I'm supposed yeah. to have aches and pains or my nose is supposed to, I'm supposed to run, be tired I'm, all the time. Tired yeah. or groggy or my digestion isn't great or I got headaches or I don't sleep. I guess yeah. it, these are just sort of quote normal things we think we have to suffer from. And they're not, and you know, and I, I remember recently I wrote a book called uh, The 10 Day Detox Diet, yeah. which is basically a sugar addict detox. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I talked about FLC syndrome, which is when you feel like crap, you know? Yeah. And there's a questionnaire, like, how many of these symptoms you have? And if you get a high score, you have a bad FLC syndrome, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just think it's normal. And, yeah. Uh, and that, that was uh, one of the well, most... That's the
1: thing majority of people, I think, you yeah. know, think it's state. genetic. They think yeah. it's like,
0: oh, well, I'm just genetically... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I process food this way or yeah. I, I, I can't process food this yeah. way. Yeah, so yeah true. Or
1: I'm just tired, generically tired. Yeah, or I've yeah. got headaches because I'm stressed. Or which I mean, yeah. they are all factors, but I do yeah. believe it all does start with food. I mean, yeah. and people will argue this point with me, but I do believe that if you get what you're being fueled with right, mm-hmm. things start to fall into place.
2: Yeah, yeah then you I mean, make better decisions. Your yeah. brain is working better. You're not tired. I mean, if you're not sleeping, if you're not exercising, if you're you know, just uh, stress all the time. Yeah, you're going to make poor decisions. Yeah. And then the food that you choose is bad. And then that kind of perpetuates that vicious cycle.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. You were saying about the about exercise and stuff because people say, oh, I haven't got the energy to exercise. Yeah. I haven't got the energy. And what's amazing, I think, about exercise is that if you get up and you do exercise, yeah. you get more energy. It's true. It's not yeah. like you get become more tired.
2: No, no, it's true. I mean, last night I, I you know, spent... Uh, out late night with a congressman in Washington, and then I had to fly from New York to L.A. And then I, you know, was kind of tired. I didn't get enough sleep, and you know, was kind of tired towards the end of the day. Got here, had to do some podcasts, and uh, went to yoga. And I was yeah. feeling kind of punky when I got there, and by the time I left, I just felt so Feel much great. better. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's really true.
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah. 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 It does. It, it, there's something it does to the brain, whether it's the dopamine or something that just uh, balances you out and gets you ready for you know we were talking about getting up early like yeah. if you've had a good night's sleep get up mm-hmm. early mm-hmm. and and start the day with some kind of exercise yeah it sets you up for
2: the day Completely. you know mentally for sure so keegan mm-hmm. you you had your own struggle with sugar i did uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of knocked you to your knees and you very much so yeah <laughs> i mean i i
0: i met tom actually in a very interesting way um where I was at the at the point that I had met you, I was pre diabetic. I was very healthy. You looked good on the outside. I I was I was on television six pack, felt really good about myself. All the, the boxes were checked on I was able to go to the gym, work out, you know. But I always didn't feel right. I never mm-hmm. felt good. And I would go to I'd go to work, I'd be on set, be chewing like gummy bears, I'd be eating like you know, whatever was around it. Craft service, by the way, mm-hmm. for actors is really, yeah. really Terrible. not the best <laughs> place to eat. Yeah. Um, because they just have a whatever's around. Yeah. Most of it's very high in sugar and uh, additives. Lots of yeah. corn. Lots of corn chips. Lots of corn things. Yeah, sugar and, sugar uh, and coffee. Just keep people. I, the world goes around. Yeah, yeah. You got to have the energy. And uh, we, you know, for book tour, I was always really afraid. You know, when you you've probably been on book tour m- multiple times now at this point, but like mm-hmm. I was always afraid of getting sick and I would always get sick and I and I, and people would be like it's because you're thinking about getting sick I'm like no there's got to be something going on here and uh when we went to do a convention a big comic-con convention One of the things, especially now with coronavirus, you don't want to touch people. But um, I would always be like, I can't, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm sorry I can't, I can't touch you because I'm, I'm, my immunity, my immune system's really like compromised all the time when I travel. Must be something in the air. Mm. But the reality was I was slamming Tim Tams (laughs) and and cookies and treats that fans would be bringing us. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were there with Jason Momoa and, and, and like all these, people would bring us all gifts. And I, and I would be like, to Momo, I'd be like, "Hey, are you gonna eat those Tim Tams? Cause I don't wanna. And I would be them. like, yeah, you eat them. I don't want them. And to Tom, I'd be like, hey man, can I have those gummies? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm not gonna eat them. So I'm eating all these things at this convention. And I had just met Tom and Tom's, you know, Tom's like physically looks ripped. Like I'm like, oh man, we should go work out together in the, in the in-between times of the convention. Mm. And uh, I get really sick immediately. I had like this Australian flu, almost, yeah. uh, which I which was just because my immune system was yeah. so compromised, as you know. Yeah. And uh, what was pivotal in my entire journey at the start of my first step in this journey was when I was really sick. Tom comes over and he's like, mate, you got to come out, you got to not, you can't be sitting in the hotel room the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like I'm like well I'm like really sick man he's like we got all this food we have to eat and all those things and you can't be sitting in here and I'm like oh man I'm really sick you're gonna get sick don't come in and he's like man I don't get sick I never get sick I don't don't eat sugar I don't eat processed foods i just work out and i just eat clean you should come out and like come <laughs> on to this train with me essentially and ah, so really I, um, I i and so i kind of, i mean i'm sick as a dog 103 temperature wow. running around brisbane wow. with 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 him and i feel like a lunatic yeah but i start. we started he like, looked
1: like your carer or something yeah. like he was like <laughs> shaking around
0: <laughs> I'm like come on man yeah and he's like come on but the interesting thing was i slowly just in that week I slowly started to realize little things. For example, sweet potatoes. Why do you need to add anything to them? Just Mm. put them with olive oil. They're naturally sweet. But we were hanging out and I'm like, hmm, these are really great. And he's like, "Mm, excuse me. What's in this? And, I'm, and they're like, "Well, it's you know, it's sweet potato and uh and sugar. Like a little bit of yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit of sugar or rapeseed oil or or we were talking about this like canola oil yeah. or yeah. any of these things." And people do not know about this because yes. I was completely baffled by yeah. this. I, I had never stepped into this realm of what's in what's this, what's in inside of the food. Mm. Yeah. And uh, when you have whole foods and you think you're eating healthy, oh, I'm having fresh salmon uh, caught fresh. Mm-hmm. But what what's in the marinade? What's mm-hmm. what, How is it prepared? Yeah, And so hanging out with him and seeing that just in that week, we kept in contact. And throughout the next three months, I went, you know what? There's something in this. There's yeah. something to this way of living. And I was familiar with you before this because... Um, I'm lactose intolerant. Uh Uh, I'm just going to admit it here on the air. Uh, No, but... uh, (laughs) So you you (laughs) and
2: about 70% of the rest of the world. Yeah. 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 And so I remember... It's actually normal to be lactose intolerant. It's yeah, not to be, to be able to tolerate milk. Wow. from like Northern Europe maybe it gets tolerated or you're a Maasai yeah. warrior. And it is a quality of the milk difference there and it as well. also, mm. Yes, it's so different when you look at the effect of pasteurization yeah. of milk. I'm just going to interrupt you for a second. There's no, this incredible this. study that was done in the 30s by this guy, Dr. Pottinger, mm. who took cats in the, and, and wanted to show the effect of processing of foods versus not. And it wasn't even the worst stuff that we're eating now. It was just like regular raw milk, which is what we ate for centuries, versus pasteurized, homogenized milk, mm. and 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 uh, and a few other you know different kind of processing, and after three generations on this, the cats couldn't reproduce in the fourth generation. Their health dramatically declined. They got sick and they looked terrible.
0: Mm. And when they
2: switched them back to whole like unprocessed milk, for example, raw milk, they actually had profoundly. Uh, dramatic improvements wow. in their health. So infertility even, was a big factor. Yeah, infertility. And mm-hmm. that's one really in interesting. seven Couples now, one in seven yeah. and and what's fascinating is that uh, if you look at the effect, for example, even on cholesterol or your blood lipids, um, when you have raw milk versus pasteurized, homogenized milk, it's profoundly different mm. on wow. your on your just your fats in your blood and your cholesterol. So it, you know, the, it's not only like what we eat. I'm having milk. That's a whole food. It's how that food has been manipulated yeah. or processed. Yeah. Oh, great. Another thing wow. for infertility,
0: plastic and now milk. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. This
2: was in cats, but it was, yeah. you know, really...
1: But it is interesting, that the, the infertility thing, because, yeah. I mean, like you say, the, the rate of infertility of... Of young people, you know, that should be in their prime for reproducing, mm-hmm. is is going up. One in seven like a, couples. Yeah, well, it's crazy that. And a lot
2: of, you know, a lot of it has to do with sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I, just the modern diet, right? I think. Well, there's a book written by a Harvard professor called "The Fertility Diet," and it's all about how sugar causes insulin resistance, which is when you make too much insulin and your body resists it, because it's sort of like the boy who cried wolf, mm-hmm. and the insulin levels go up and it makes you store belly fat, it makes you hungry, it makes you tired, it makes you not want to exercise, and, and it actually um, sort of drives you into this visceral fat. But when that happens, particularly in women, it causes their testosterone to go up, it causes them to not ovulate, and so their whole hormones get screwed up and they get infertility, from eating sugar Mm. which most people don't realize yeah Mm -hmm. wow
1: unbelievable yeah that's that that's another profound thing about sugar there because it's people i think a lot of people just think oh it's about gaining weight it's about no you know there is so many knock-on effects like actually the future of the planet has something to do with it Mm -hmm. you know if it's our species yeah yeah, our species and it's actually you know slowing down the uh, i mean we are overpopulated as opposed to the planet so (laughs) (laughs) that's maybe one good thing about it
2: but Mm apart from that yeah that's that's not good no it's not and it's and you know and and it goes all the way back to the farm and how we grow you know corn which Mm. gets turned into high fructose corn syrup yeah how it's processed and put in all processed food. Yeah, but Keegan, you were saying about how you you then figured out you were pre diabetic. Yeah, yeah. So I, I
0: had I had found you actually through um, just going on. It wasn't even through YouTube at that point. was some weird third party site, and you are a doctor. And what you were saying was not radical within itself, but what was radical was that you were a doctor saying <laughs> you shouldn't be drinking milk because yeah. you shouldn't be drinking baby cows like formula yeah. and that the, all these things happen like any kind of lactose is lactose is just sugar anyway but the idea then is that i was like able to use what you use you as a reference mm. to then show people that were enabling like trying to enable me to drink milk and this huge elucidation
2: from your uh, catalog of work became uh, uh, right it's, in front of me. This it is true. I mean, you know, the the uh, school lunch, mm-hmm. you can't actually have a school lunch unless you serve milk with every school it's lunch. It's absurd. And and often it's chocolate milk, which is yeah, a little so bit better than Coke, but not much. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, a friend of mine, David Ludwig, re- recently wrote an article, I think it was called Milk, in the New England Journal of Medicine, where they, they went through all the research and showed how, you know, our thinking about Milk is so flawed that it's not nature's perfect food. That it can cause uh, increases in in uh, um, cancer, for example, uh, increases in prostate disease, increases in type one diabetes, allergies, eczema, asthma, um, and, and for some people they tolerate it, but it is a big driver of, of issues. And as a doctor seeing patients for you know 30 years, it's one of the big things that I see as a lever I have is just try a holiday from dairy for a few weeks and see how much better you feel yeah acne is a huge cause of acne yeah, yeah so this yeah. is this is sugar, interesting sugar and milk you want acne if you want pimples just have, yeah you know sugar and milk hey everyone it's dr mark now i know i talk a lot about diet but there are so many moving pieces that need to come together for our health to really thrive so no matter how well we eat how often we exercise or how connected we feel to our friends there's one piece of our health routine that we just can't make up for in other ways. And that is sleep. Sleep is when our body gets to finally rest and recover. It's when our brain detoxes through something called the glymphatic system. It's when cellular renewal happens to fight aging and disease. And it's when our muscles repair. We won't feel great in our daily lives if we aren't sleeping great at night. And even all the coffee in the world can't make up for a lack of sleep. And that's why I'm all about creating an optimal sleep environment to help myself get the deepest rest possible. And a big part of that is temperature. Sleeping in a cooler environment reduces core body temperature and is the proven way to flip your sleep switch to help your body wind down to get high quality sleep. And that is why I love cooling sleep systems from Chili. Chili makes several products that help lower your temperature for better sleep. They have the Chili Pad and the Uller cooling mattress toppers and the Chili Blanket, which is a weighted temperature control blanket and they're all hydro-powered and cooled using water. I've used the Chili Pad and the Uller, and I can't stress enough how much I love them. I run hot, but they keep my side of the bed nice and cold so I can get a really amazing night's sleep. My wife used to joke that she needed a parka to sleep in the same room as me, but now she can sleep on her side of the bed warmer with Chili's dual zone feature. With the summer heat creeping up, this is the perfect time to improve your sleep with a cooler bed and support your overall wellness routine at the same time. Right now, Chili is celebrating Christmas in July with the gift of 20% off any sleep system. Just go to chilitechnology.com and enter the code Hymen 20 at checkout to get 20% off any Chili sleep system until July 8th. You'll be amazed at the difference a cooler bed can make to help you get deeper, more restful sleep. I know you're gonna love the Chili products as much as I do, so let's get back this week's episode so a lot of a lot of a
0: lot of our followers are younger and and Mm. i when we do these conventions and we meet all these fans and Mm. people uh i've noticed that a lot of people will ask me hey like what is your regimen like what do you do like how do you keep your skin clear how do you like how do you like keep stay in shape and all these things and i always want to try and go back to i was in school unhealthy studying for finals thinking oh i'm just gonna eat m&ms and study for finals candy be, like junk food to think that that's going to help my mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. and all it did was the opposite mm-hmm. and i would have i had really bad acne i was really insecure i had it, it, like already being a teenager is stressful enough but then had to have the anxieties that were food related yeah 100 percent because you I could not understand what was wrong with me hmm. and going through life, I thought that that was just part of a healthy diet like yeah. the, the difference between an apple and a cupcake was
2: nothing in yeah. my mind like didn't, and you came from I didn't an educated pectin. background and family and, and yeah. imagine how worse it is for people who come from communities oh. where they don't have that education yeah. Yeah. where Cultural they don't have and, and where yeah. they don't have the, even access you probably live in a community where you had access to food yeah. that was okay yeah there are communities where they just don't and, You're right. Uh, and I think, uh, it, and they don't even know that they don't know. Right? Yeah. And, and I think right. I had a prejudice. Uh, I mentioned this before in a podcast, but I had a prejudice that I thought, you know, well, you know, I always said it's not people's fault if they're overweight because of the food system so bad. But, you know, most people kind of know it's just hard because of the biology. Mm-hmm. But when I went down to, to film for this movie, Fed Up, I was shocked that. You know, these people just didn't know what was in their food. They weren't yeah. aware of what they were doing. Well, they we, yeah, that's the, the thing.
1: Impact. We were talking about this about labels, weren't we? How, how few people take the step to just go, "Well, oh, what's what's in this?" You know, that just just a simple thing it's all yeah. written on the back not, not the front of the label but yeah the back, the back. Right. yeah actually yeah, yeah. so have a look what's <laughs> in it nutritional yeah because ingredients <laughs> because that's the that's the most basic form of educating yourself mm-hmm. of what is going in your mouth yeah
2: it's it's tough though because even you know ingredient lists in europe they list percentages yeah mm-hmm. uh here they're flavoring
1: they'll put like Natural flavoring, or, yeah. um, which can be another list of a whole other things. That they, true. That's true. Natural, that.
2: natural vanilla flavor is actually uh, coming from beaver's anal glands. So oh, is it really? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. I didn't oh, yeah, know you that. learned something yeah. new every day. Wow.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, that's what I'm looking out for and, now. And oh, you know, what's
2: really <laughs> striking and I had a friend who was the uh, worked in the Obama administration in charge of the food programs and the food labeling. And he's like the, the, the food companies don't want to have sugar listed as the number one ingredient on the label. Yeah. So they'll put yeah. five different kinds of sugar because the list of ingredients is in order of the amount. Yeah. Right. But if you if you have let's say you know wheat as the first ingredient and then you have like five kinds of sugar, actually sugar is the most predominant mm-hmm. ingredient. They just because they don't call it you know sugar. Yeah. Or they or don't have the same kind of sugar. It's just a it's just a loophole in the law that allows the food companies to get away with right. with bamboozling us. Yeah. And it's 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 pretty bad. And then I was I was uh, shopping the other day. I was in CVS and. Getting something, I don't know what. And I looked over, and I saw this this big freezer of Haagen Dazs ice cream. And I have oh, like, yeah. a weakness for Haagen Dazs ice cream, but I don't eat that often. And and uh, <laughs> and they said it's non dairy Haagen Dazs. I'm like, oh, cool. And I walked over, <laughs> and I pull it out. It says plant based, gluten free, yeah. dairy free. And I'm like, oh, this is health food, right? Turn yeah. the label over, and it's like high fructose corn syrup mm. and processed ingredients. And I'm like, what is this? You know, yeah. it's like.
1: Well, this is the other movement actually, which is quite interesting to talk about because. Um, you know, we we know, I'm sure we've all heard of this, you know, the, the documentary that came out and then it's really pushed this whole vegan movement. And game changers? Game changers, yeah. yeah. So with that coming out and, I mean, I'm seeing so many adverts now in the UK. I'm not sure if it's the same here. I think it probably is for plant-based, vegan, plant-based, vegan, be healthy, plant-based, vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a picture of some processed burger or like yeah. some processed... Yeah piece of meat or something mm-hmm, right and for me I think the biggest thing that I have a problem with, again is that that lack of wanting to go and actually educate yourself people are taking this thing at face value and it does I have to say game changers does make some very valid points about the industry the meat industry oh, it's terrible. Um and certainly I think with regards to like processed meat, they absolutely have a point. But when we're talking about you know you know you're saying a lot of the stuff at the moment about regenerative farming yeah. and the difference that that makes on on, on the meat and yeah. on the planet. Yeah. Um and I think that is something we need to look at more. But people are using this this blanket thing of meat is bad. Yeah. And it's just not the case in my opinion, if it's yeah. if it's eaten responsibly. Uh, And it's the right kind of meat. But what this vegan movement is, the wrong side of it is it's actually encouraging more eating of processed foods.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, all these new plant-based burgers sound great and they're billion-dollar businesses but they are highly processed food with, you know, different novel ingredients. Yeah. Uh, and if you go in to watch them be made, they're made in a basic factory on an assembly line with yeah. all kinds of strange things that I, you know, aren't cool. a yeah. whole food. So, you know, if you want to be a vegan, great, but eat whole foods and yeah. be aware of what you're doing. Cause you can be a chips and soda vegan, like you were a vegan right. and, and you, and what happened to you? Diabetic
0: and oh, like, pre-diabetic. <laughs> went in and I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I feel so tired all the time? But this is the one thing I wanted to ask you then, as a doctor, as someone that does this as an advocate, goes around and and travels and talks to everybody, what would you say to the younger generation if they wanna start somewhere? What's the first step to really recognizing, not just like reading labels, but what is the real first step that can be a tangible first step for someone who maybe lives in rural America? I mean, Mm -hmm. Lennox, I've been to Lennox before, i've been there i know what that place is like i'm surprised that you came out of lennox and you're like you know what i'm gonna do this and bring it to the world yeah what was it in your
2: journey that was the first step well i used to be vegetarian too and i uh and i loved sugar and starch and bread and Pasta, you know, I I bought into the whole low fat movement, and you were doing
1: it for health reasons. You were yes, vegetarian health, because you thought that was healthier. Yes.
2: Health reasons, yes. Um, and I thought this was the way to go. And and uh, you know, it's interesting now that I've sort of cleaned up my diet and got rid of the the starch and the sugar mm. for the most part. You know, if I look at pictures of myself without a shirt when I'm 30, I'm like way scrawnier and like kind of flabbier than I was than I am today at 60.
1: Right. Mm. Yeah. With, yeah. With,
2: with, and I don't do that much exercise. So right. You know, like if I'm in the gym like five times a month weightlifting, that's a lot, right. you know? I do yoga, I'll do other stuff, but I just, you know, just because I'm busy, I'm planning on doing more, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's tough, yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll get you to help me, <laughs> you look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, and, and I, and I uh, um, then I got very sick, and I started to sort of look at what I was doing and I had mm. to sort of shift. And as a science changed, I began to sort of look at, you know, because I, I think ideology is so problematic in nutrition. There are all these diet wars, are people in conflict with each other—Paleo, vegan, this that—and yeah. it, it's kind of crazy. All of little religions, aren't they? Yeah. It is, but you know, I, I, I said let's get let's get away from that because um, you know I, I I came up with this term vegan, which is a joke. Yeah, it uh, was yeah. like Paleo vegan. Yeah, and uh, and I, I just published this book Food Fix, and it was number one in Paleo and number one in vegan books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I is go. good because we have far more in common with each other than with the standard American processed diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can be a chips and soda vegan, right? Or you can be a cheeseburger, whatever, bacon, yeah. paleo, but that's not necessarily either of them are good, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's more going towards whole food. So your question was, what would I say to people? I, I think, you know, it, it, it's really easy to just sort of start simply, you know, if, if you're eating industrial food, like stop doing that, right? If you look yeah, at the ingredients one. and you see refined flour, soybean oil or high fructose corn syrup, just don't eat it. Mm -hmm. If you can, the next step would be look for non-GMO certified foods, right? Not because GMO we know is that bad for you. It may be, it may not be, there's a lot of controversy about that. But it's a form of agriculture that's destructive to the environment and there's often other things in there like glyphosate, which is Roundup, which they spray on 70 different crops from canola to corn to wheat to soy. And that is definitely harmful for our microbiome. Uh, it destroys our gut bacteria, which affects everything, mm-hmm. and uh, it's linked to cancer. Uh, and And the, there was a two billion dollar lawsuit that got set, a yeah, settlement, it's that the judgment that. about Roundup or glyphosate or weed killer. Uh, and so, so just be aware that if you just stop those things, you're, the quality of your you're already making yeah, your body. Yeah. yeah, whatever you do, and so those are really simple things we can do and then if you can try to you know look at what you're eating is it is it whole food i mean is Mm. it something you can recognize like an almond or almond butter it's like not that many steps of processing because most food gets processed in some way we cook it or yeah it's all got
1: some kind of man man intervention yeah yeah Yeah,
2: but if you you know most of the time i just eat stuff that looks like what it is you know broccoli is a broccoli you know it's a fish a piece of fish grass-fed meat well i was caught
1: what i said to him when when we first started when when he was <laughs> a pre <pretty> diabetic vegan. <laughs> Sick man in Australia. Um, I, I call it the, uh, the of the earth diet. Yeah. So if you're eating stuff that's, that the earth naturally provides, then you're, you're never really in, in harm's way. Right. You know, yeah. um, if How it's many not, steps
2: did it take to get from the field to the fork? Yeah. Right. Exactly. And if you can yeah. trace them all, okay. But if you don't know how it got like that,
1: yeah. Like, you know. then yeah, we've got a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ingredients list is your ingredient right A sweet potato yeah. is a sweet potato a piece of chicken breast is a piece of chicken breast yeah, there is
2: no ingredient list on that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. right it is what
1: it is right. and and i think the the other thing i found as well which is an important thing to talk about i think is how people who do make the shift they have to go through a process themselves like i know went through a process where i kept going back i kept mm. going oh i want that I still yeah. that addiction to that kind of food doesn't just mm. disappear i didn't do it overnight yeah my wife always says this to me she was like you know, when I'm talking to people saying, you just do this, you just do that. She's like, Tom, you have to remember that you took a two years probably <clears throat> to, to just not eat any of this stuff anymore. Yeah. So your taste buds have to change. Yeah. You have to give your taste buds time yeah. to to make that change and really know what things
2: taste like again. Like broccoli yeah. can taste freaking awesome. Right. It's mm. so true. When people get off that for a week even and then they have blueberries, they go, my God, this is, Candy. you know, like candy, right? Yeah. And I, I think people don't understand how how hard it is because of the biology of sugar. Yeah. Right? It's not a moral failing, right? It's not that you're weak-willed, but yeah. you cannot overcome your biology with willpower. It not. will fail every time. Yeah. So you have to use science. And the science of sugar is fascinating because it, it, it not only drives... Uh, mechanisms that make you gain weight because it produces more insulin so it stores belly fat yeah it makes you hungry it slows your metabolism and it locks the fat in the fat cell so it can't get out it's like a one-way turnstile like in a Mm subway can't get out and and when you look at the biology on the brain it's even scarier so in really well-controlled studies they've shown that by looking at brain imaging and blood tests eating the exact amount of calories, protein, fat, carbs, and fiber in a shake, like a milkshake. They just swapped out the level of the kind of carbohydrate so that one raises your blood sugar a lot and one doesn't. It's like a slowly digested starch. When they did that, they found that the brain imaging showed that the addiction center, which is stimulated by heroin or cocaine or whatever, gets lit up like crazy by the sugar and their insulin goes up, their blood sugar goes up, their adrenaline goes up. So sugar causes your adrenaline to go up, your cortisol, which is the stress hormone. So it literally creates a biologic stress. And for those worried about coronavirus, one of the most important things you can do is cut out junk food and sugar because it suppresses your immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Keegan, you were eating a lot of sugar yeah and you were getting sick all the time time. it wasn't a coincidence yeah and i don't know if you're familiar with dr raymond
0: francis but dr raymond francis there was like this video circulating about how he he pretty much just he he immediately was on like a news show and he talks about that sugar even even just a small what is it even like a it was like a teaspoon teaspoon of sugar reduces it by 50 50 percent your immunity goes down by 50 percent and like that's the other thing is like, some people will go, well, there's no science in that. Maybe like, that's, that's how we're gonna
2: get rid of coronavirus. We're gonna like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. just don't eat sugar, don't and eat you sugar will, and will no probably will get not it. get coronavirus.
0: Um, but, but the interesting thing, and I wanted to, add, to volley this back to you then, with, um, with your immune system, Sugar is not the only culprit to lowering your immune system. Mm. There's these are there are canola oils. There are what what other processes lifestyle foods? as well. Like lifestyle. I find you know like stress fatigue. and
1: stuff, stress and fatigue and lack yeah. of sleep are ones that can that can drop it for sure. Yeah. that's
0: that, that's that's a cycle. Is that like yeah. if you eat sugar, if you eat processed foods, then you don't really sleep that well. They don't really move that well, and it's just
2: uh yeah. well. The other part about eating a diet of processed food and sugar is it depletes your nutrients, mm. right? It it actually doesn't have the vitamins and minerals and nutrients you need to metabolize stuff. So the people who are often the most nutritionally deficient are the most obese, Mm -hmm. which is kind of surprising. How can you be malnourished and obese at the same time? Uh, The nutritional density of our food is so important Mm -hmm. and processed food just doesn't have it and sugar depletes our nutrients like B vitamins. And so when you have low levels of zinc and you have low levels of vitamin D and low levels of omega-3 fats and low levels of iron, and vitamin A, your immune system can't function. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. In, in the developing world, we know very clearly that the kids who die from diarrhea or respiratory infections or measles, it's because they're malnourished. Yeah. If a kid's get measles who's well-nourished in America, they're not gonna die from it usually. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But in the developing world, these kids die all the time from basic disease because they're so malnourished. Yeah. And I think we are a malnourished country. 90% of us are deficient. And so the best way to build your immune system is to eat whole food yeah cut out the sugar make sure you take your vitamins get enough sleep like you said mm. deal with stress as a huge factor and i think you know i i, uh, I think something simple like just meditation yeah right, mm-hmm. so powerful yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's so a much. thing it that doesn't I think have to be woo woo but yeah, it works
1: we just don't talk about that enough i think and, and you as a functional medicine doctor i'm sure you, you speak to your patients about how important this can be because mm-hmm. it, it really is powerful and um, my wife went through this whole process. Like, She didn't do a lot of the hypnobirthing thing when she was pregnant with my with my son, Freddie. And then with Truly, my daughter, she went through this whole process of just making sure she was really, really relaxed all the time and doing yep. a lot of hypnobirthing meditation. Yeah. And Truly, my daughter came out the most chilled baby. Yeah. I mean, it was unbelievable. I don't know if there was a link there with that, but she certainly thinks that was well, my Well, there is.
2: Wife. I mean, there's a link. And epigenetics are so powerful. So the, whatever the mother eats level exposure to stress yeah toxins all these things have huge effects on the baby and if if the studies are so clear if the mother's eating a lot of sugar and processed food the baby's more likely to get obese to have heart disease to get diabetes setting them up for that down the road i mean the data is so clear on this and Mm. i think uh, people just understand and the fact that we eat about 152 pounds of sugar per person yeah it's almost half a pound a day yeah it's of sugar good. well it's hidden in every
0: <clears throat> single thing that you could pick up when we were at the gym yeah we go to the the bar the, the bar at the gym to yeah. have like a smoothie or yeah. something yeah oh my god yeah everything yeah. that is laid out that says healthy organic gluten-free yeah. it's so counterproductive
1: packed. at the gym and you, you know that all everything you see in there there's like signs for for coca-cola in some gyms yeah. and, stuff, and there's I mean, like awful you cabinets. go to those like
2: green smoothie things and you look at the label it has more sugar than a can of coke
0: yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. that's just insane yeah and then yeah. people become addicted to it because they're like well I'm, I'm eating healthy i'm drinking this healthy juice but what they're doing is they're spiking their insulin levels they're they're becoming addicted to this fruit fructose almost i'm sure that some of it maybe even is a hidden there's so
2: many different names for hidden sugars yeah. now mm. um it's we like, just it's like, like this. 200 names for sugar if you google names for sugar you'll see it'll come on a list of like 200 different things yeah. that you don't even know are sugar yeah. yeah
1: that's i mean that's one of the things that started me on on the journey of like i'm just not gonna eat anything that isn't whole food because mm-hmm. i remember thinking <clears throat> well there's all this other stuff in there now like i I started off just being trying to avoid sugar yeah and then i looked at everything else i was like what is that i can't even pronounce that let alone like put it in my body and think it's actually going to do anything good so i just i started to just go no i can't i can't put that in anymore
2: i mean the average american eats three to five pounds of additives every year
0: yeah i mean unbelievable and i know i know that what's What's even more interesting too is I, I'm looking at your bookshelf right here, and I see you have uh, the Surrender Experiment by Michael A. Singer, Untethered Soul. Yeah. That's th- this is important too. Is that like along with your eating uh the reason i bring up michael singer that untethered soul was amazing and understanding meditation wim Hof was is amazing oh, yeah. i don't yeah. know if you follow i his, do i know insanity. him very well oh he's yeah. amazing and like cold just showers
1: is a huge cold one showers. cold showers are great yeah. yeah
0: it helps so much with anti-inflammatory
2: there's yeah. so yeah. many anti-inflammatory yeah. um if i have any aches or pains i take a steam and then i jump in an ice bath yeah and i'm like done <laughs> I'm better. yeah right it's amazing. Yeah. amazing
1: i did a thing for a while doing uh like contrast showers with like going in the sauna. In my in my apartment that I was staying in, in Toronto and I was shooting recently, I uh, they had a sauna downstairs and I was like, Oh amazing, great. So I started doing contrast, uh, like heat hot cold. Yeah, hot cold. Man, I felt so good. Yeah. Yeah. I try and do it in the morning and then before I do it like half an hour pre going to bed. Yeah. And you feel amazing. You sleep so well. Yeah. Huge mental clarity in the morning, energy levels in the morning yeah. to get up and go and train. You feel good for the day, like it's it's brilliant. Like those little things that you don't think would make a huge difference, they really do. It's so mm-hmm. true. Yeah.
2: So, Keegan, how, how how did you then feel after you? started to reset your diet
0: yeah it took about three months i like tom was saying and i'm sure you understand this anybody that goes on this journey for themselves where they go okay now i'm going to be accountable i'm fully aware of my diet i'm going to look at everything i'm going to read the labels i'm going to do some research (laughs) i'm going to follow health professionals like like yourself like dr mark Mark hyman and start to not just do the research but put in the work Mm. and i would even with all of that, and having this extraordinary uh, world around me in Los Angeles of healthy places that I could eat, mm-hmm. it still was difficult. Yeah, um, I would still <clears throat> regress back to, okay, I'm gonna go and have a cupcake, or I'm gonna yeah. go and eat, I'm like one little chocolate chip won't mess me up. And I, I immediately, was sometimes caught in that and max lugavir talks about this that it's these are highly palatable foods yeah and hyper 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 palatable it's like porn for your mouth yeah and you eat these things and then you're just like i can't i actually physically cannot stop myself Yeah. and my my girlfriend she's a very healthy person she does not eat anything any processed foods no sugar no nothing she's very healthy but she will tell me I can't even take a bite of that yes. because I will never be able to stop, yes. and I never understood that until I was doing this. Right, and so going through that, understanding that it is an addiction, and that yeah. the people that were enabling me and saying, mm-hmm. "Well, like, come, on, like we'd go
2: out," it's and like saying an alcoholic just have one drink, yeah, come on. yeah. that's it. Yeah, and, and you have and, to see yourself as an uh, your ex addict, as, really. an, as, addict, a, as yeah. an addict, yeah, addict, yeah. But and, then
0: you start to recognize that almost everyone around you is. Completely bonkers yeah. addiction, yeah. like addiction-wise, with sugar or yeah. with these processed foods, and they would they'll nudge you. They'll be like, "It's not going to kill you." Like one bite of this, you know what those lava are cake. food
2: pushers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, everywhere you gotta get rid of the food them. pushers in your life.
0: <laughs> but I went through all that, and I finally came out on the other side, recognizing that I felt. I was a completely different person and I was a, I was a, a person that I wanted to be. I felt good mm-hmm. all, the, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I started getting deeper into it. So microbiome, understanding that understanding probiotics, not getting like junk, like actual real good yeah. probiotics, understanding how like my gut and the certain foods that I was, I was eating yeah. maybe weren't responding to me. Like I can't have a cauliflower yeah. and cauliflower is Great for other yeah, people. Yeah, but some people might. And um, yeah. and understanding that, my mother was went through a crazy uh, amount of health issues, and it happened right at the time where I was very deeply into this. And uh, one of the health issues was that she had a, um, you know, she was she was battling cancer for the last eleven years. She had stage five no. metastasized breast cancer into her mm-hmm. spine they put her on eye brands, all of these things. Um, but then we discovered a a neuro tumor on her pancreas and a neuroendocrine tumor. Yeah. Yeah. And we went, okay. I went, okay, there's gotta be, there's gotta be a way that there's gotta be something about this. What is your diet? What are you eating? She's like, well, I eat very healthy. I I know. Wait, 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 wait hold on <laughs>
2: well a lot of people think they eat healthy yes but they yeah. actually don't
0: they do yeah. not and my own mother was it uh, was under my radar because i didn't you know i didn't see her every day i didn't know mm-hmm. what she was like putting her mouth every single second and mm-hmm. i went okay well let's go through exactly what you're egg- actually ingesting day- moment to moment and w- if you're think you're eating out you got to know what you're eating and we went through it and i realized her diet was really really poor like bad bad yeah and uh we Sugar shifted a bunch cancer. of cancer mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. your body naturally creates glucose on its mm-hmm. own right so it's it, we don't need all these extra sugars from <laughs> sugar no. um but she was eating a lot of highly enriched flour gluten things that were very hyperinflammatory mm. so we cut all that out for about 4 months yeah and we recognized that it it went away this really? this tumor went away in her pancreas in her oh, pancreas oh. she still has other cancers but it has totally taken
2: down a lot of that. um, Most people don't realize that sugar is a big driver of cancer and the mechanisms are really understood now of how that works. Yeah. Um, yeah. The common cancers, particularly breast, colon, pancreatic, prostate, uh, all of them are driven in large part by, by sugar.
0: Yeah. Do you think that's just because it's an inflammatory thing for our bodies to consistently process in in, chaos?
2: Insulin promotes something like insulin like growth factor, which actually is, in high levels can be carcinogenic. So yeah. that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's, there's the sugar is the main fuel for cancer. So we, we're like hybrids. Humans are hybrids. We can run on fat yeah. or on carbs or sugar, right? We can run on ketones or glucose. Cancer can. So a lot of the exciting research now around cancer is using ketogenic diets mm. to help treat cancer and to actually accentuate the benefits of chemotherapy. Yeah, so actually, seeing a lot of research on this keto thing, cancer. And this yeah, is it's not amazing. wacky, you know, crazy people on the fringe. This yeah, well, there's people top, like I said, I've come oncologist. across them
1: that are like literally turning their cancer around. Yeah. from from <clears throat> doing this, it's amazing.
2: A friend of mine had a you know, a thigh, uh, lung um, throat cancer, and uh, you know he he was a little overweight, and he ended up um, doing ketogenic diet, and during the chemo, and he said they never seen anybody with better outcomes, less side effects from radiation, from chemo, uh, and sailed through it, and it's been clear of cancer, which is yeah. amazing. And mm-hmm. you know, you were saying before about the addictive properties of it. This is not an accident. Uh, and there's a great book, uh, Michael Mossrow, who was on the podcast here called Salt, Sugar, and Fat, yeah. and, and talks about 300 interviews he did with top executives and scientists in the food industry and what their tactics are. And I remember um, having uh, dinner with the vice chairman of uh, Big Soda Company, <laughs> And I'm like, how's it going? We, you know, we had a little bit of a banter. That would have been an interesting conversation. It was task. an interesting yeah. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but he said, Mark, you know, we, we have an um, incredible research facility in, in New York. You should come visit. I'm like, why? He says, well, we've harvested taste buds from humans. And then we grow them in the Petri dish. And then we can stimulate them and see which foods and things will actually activate the taste buds. And And they have something called Taste Institutes, where they hire craving experts. And they, they manipulate the ingredients and the mouthfeel and the taste of food and the sugar to create what we call the bliss point of food, which max, is that maximum thing. It's like you get that hit, like a cocaine hit. Yeah. And then they actually don't look for how to sell that more to what we call heavy, they call heavy users. These are their own internal corporate terms. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to get you or me to start drinking a two liter bottle of soda a day. But if you know if someone's drinking a can of soda, then pushing more soda is easier on them, and yep. so they have this whole category of people who are really heavy users, and they target them, and they're usually the poor minorities, um, people on food stamps, uh, and it's really deliberate. And the and, and the, the biology of, of addiction in the food is not it's not like an emotional response. It's not because you have no willpower. It really is hijacking your brain chemistry mm-hmm. and your metabolism in ways that we don't really understand, and so. I've seen people within a very short time really transform that. I mean, we've created something called the 10-Day Reset, which essentially is a way to reset your brain chemistry and your metabolism, your hormones very quickly, Mm. and people don't get how powerful it is, and and it gets rid of all the inflammatory foods, puts on lots of whole foods, and and people can learn about it. They can learn how to do the whole program at GetPharmacy.com, that's G-E-T Pharmacy with an F, F F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, and it's there's a free program on how to do that if you want to upgrade to using the supplements and the shakes you can but it's it's a very powerful way for people to go wow like you did holy crap what i'm eating makes me feel like crap yeah Mm -hmm. and i didn't really realize it you know i'm sick all the time my immune system not working you know i foggy i have no energy you know i look good but i feel like crap yeah (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. you know yeah the the food is medicine
1: theory there's so much in that and i think people can really take the 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 steps forward in terms of a mindset because that's the thing changing mindset is the is the first step like you you saying this you know like you it took a while from you and me chatting back and forth Mm -hmm. to really go no there is actually something in this and changing that mindset so once you change that mindset and and just keep driving that through of food is medicine food is medicine you'll see the difference
2: simple mm-hmm. as that it's, ah, so, it's so easy really when you yeah.
1: when you get down the road but you've got to put the steps in place to actually get there and yeah. that's not easy you yeah know? Like, something
2: i teach all the time is that food isn't just calories it's information yeah, oh, yeah. so are you upgrading your biology or downgrading it with every yeah. bite and it affects everything your hormones yeah. your brain chemistry your immune system your microbiome uh, and every aspect of your health is controlled by what you're eating mm. and it's it's literally like code so it's like you're putting in malware into your mouth. yeah that's what it is yeah you know and people yeah. just
1: don't get it do you think that also <clears> as well <throat> i mean what i find sometimes is that people don't care enough about yeah. their own body to to yeah. do they're, they're literally you know it's that that mentality of i'm here for a for a good time not a not a, a long, a long time. time and and that's all good and well until I, I think about those people I think you've not been in severe pain or been really sick right you've right. not been in a position where you've had that that opportunity to have that light bulb and the the, the last thing you want for that person is to have something when it's too late and it is something it's something that you can't reverse or it's true you
2: mean, know. We, and, and what's good about you guys is you're, you're not just doing this for yourselves you actually said we're gonna try to educate the world about yeah, this yeah. So you're creating a documentary about sugar yeah, and food T- tell us about it mm.
0: Yeah, Go it ahead, came, yeah, well, it came about because um, I mean, it it originally started about us being mm. like, why is everything impossible? Why does why does the why does the food industry make it impossible to eat healthy? Mm-hmm. It really it doesn't make it impossible. Sorry, almost impossible. It makes yeah. it almost very, impossible. Very and I and I said, I felt so bad going to these to to meeting fans, meeting friends, seeing my family go through chronic illness, go through things that could be fixed so simply by a change in diet, understanding, and exercise, any kind of fitness, anything. It could be changed. Just moving, going for a walk, anything. Anything, and how atrophied most of the generation before us and after us is becoming this, it's like a machine, and it's driven by Unfortunately, big corporations, like you're saying, it's mm-hmm. so sad to hear that they're putting in all the science and technology yeah. into essentially making people drug addicts to their foods <laughs> yeah, yeah. instead of taking the time to see what is the best way that we can uh, save, use, you know, our, our what's already destroyed with climate change. What, how we can make the world a better place? Yeah. Really make it a better yeah, place? Make our species thing. healthy? Right. Keep people better? And there's something strange in in all of this so we both were talking and i'm like why don't we just from our standpoint i feel like we have a, a very interesting both sides of the street i i mean i've seen pictures of you mm. before this and i can't believe the change oh yeah i mean it's before like actual, regular, yeah, he's yeah, a regular yeah. john candy <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah exactly that's what he Oh, oh wow, I like john wow. candy mate
1: yeah, yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I used to eat like twelve Krispy Kreme donuts in one sitting, you know, like I was fully wow, that's fully. Yeah, yeah, exactly He's
0: like, yeah. dude, don't talk about that. Yeah, don't right oh no, yeah, sorry. no,
2: it's good. Well it's it's actually no. real. Like Yeah, you know, well I think it's important the struggle was real. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's real. I think it's, I think it's real.
1: really important that people understand that we weren't born uh feeling this way about food. You mm-hmm. know, we were victim of the system and victim yeah. of sugar and all those things and yeah. we We went on our own journey, and it's just that that realizing those things, like getting sick all the time, all those sort of things. And you think it's normal to just get sick all the time. It's normal to get an, an illness every winter, you know, because it's flu season and you're mm. supposed to get the flu. Yeah, it's a you holiday. Know, I've, never
2: ha- I've never had the flu. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> yeah. But the, all these fad diets, all these things that are always circulating. Yeah. I mean, I, there were times where I, I must have WhatsApped you a million messages being like, hey, man, what do you think about this diet? Or And you'd be like, dude, don't even, it doesn't right. matter. It's about, it's not, it's not it's not that hard Uh, it's not that hard it's you don't need a a fad diet now what you do is you simplify all of the you you've cherry picked the best things as a as a physician you've cherry picked the best things and put them into a very coherent small little construct that people can you know use and apply to their own life in whatever way they see fit and what i find really difficult is throughout our our journey i'm sure you went through this as well you will try and figure it out on your own. And you have so much trial and error that you end up just going back to the original way (laughs) that you were eating because you go, well, it doesn't matter anyway, but it does. And that's the thing that we are very passionate about is bringing this to people that when you're driving in your car and you're listening to this, or you're sitting at home on YouTube watching this or or on our our social media platforms Mm -hmm. that you go, okay, I'm gonna be a little bit more aware, maybe a lot more aware of what I'm putting in my body. Am I? Yeah. And am, our family's bodies as well. And our family's yeah, bodies, like our children. kids, our children are like victims.
2: victims. Yeah, 40% of kids overweight, one in 10 have ADD. I mean, it's yeah. terrifying. It's I mean, terrifying. that must
1: be, that the increase of that over the last 20, 30 years, <laughs> I imagine is ridiculous. I don't know what the figures are, but.
2: I mean, I, you know, I graduated from medical school in 1987. There, there wasn't anything called type two diabetes. No. It was called, adult onset diabetes, right? Exactly. And juvenile diabetes. And yeah. I had to change the names because two year olds are getting adult onset diabetes. Mm. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Some two year olds are so fat. They can't even walk. Yeah. You know, because their is, parents is, are giving them yeah. soda in the bottle. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's
1: a big part of the documentary that we're, we're making is, is the future. Right. And, and changing the mindset of the children and, and trying to reach out to parents to say, you are responsible, solely responsible, from when that child comes out of the mother you are solely mm-hmm. responsible of what goes in that child's mouth and we have a responsibility to make sure that that child has the best life possible yeah so we we obviously it, there's a big argument here about as we've already said like certain places in america same in the uk people just do not have access to that food and that's down to the food system mm-hmm. so we have to we have to go on a bigger scale we have to do kind of the same sort of thing that game changers has done and create a, a shock factor. We have we yeah. have to go and see these these children in in their state and use technology available to us potentially to be able to see what's going on there and and show these parents the difference in their child that could be if they just change the way they eat.
2: Sure, there are there are teenagers in America who are on the waiting list for liver transplants from drinking soda. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, see, that the- is just. I mean, I met a guy at a conference who was a pediatrician, and it was a conference in. Uh, obesity, and I said, w- w- "What's your specialty?" He says, "Well, I'm a pediatric gastroenterologist, and I focus on you know, liver disease." I said, "Why are you here at this conference?" He says, "Well, we're seeing so much fatty liver in even five-year-olds, <laughs> which is, you know, crazy. And it's one of the most prevalent problems. And at least inflammation, in the body, and diabetes, and heart disease. Uh, and I, and it's, it's terrifying. If kids are overweight, their life expectancy is." 13 years less, they're less likely to have productive lives, to have good jobs, graduate from school, go to college, yeah. be productive. And it, and it it people just don't understand what we're doing to the future generation. Yeah. And none of their minds are affected by it too. Mm. It's not just their bodies. Yeah. They have trouble focusing, concentrating, ADD, poor academic performance, less likely to succeed in life. And it, it's, it's so important you guys are doing this documentary because it's gonna tell a story that people need to hear. And the fact that you guys have voices and have big communities and fans telling a story is so important and I think the more people are out there talking about it the more we can come together and actually share what's actually happening will sort of wake people up and it's happening and it's pushing the food industry I mean Danone which is a big company just announced they were and they own like Ben and Jerry's and they own all these ice cream they're not going to advertise ice cream to kids anymore oh Uh, wow that's amazing. Huge. Yeah, yeah I
0: mean, that's huge. This is this is the thing too, is that we want to also educate the children. We yeah. want it to come through to the kids because at the end of the day, the parents can and will put down an iron fist when they realize mm-hmm. that they are essentially doing terrible things to their kids by giving them these Mm -hmm. treats and things that they think, well, when I was a kid, I had ice cream and it was summer days that I enjoyed that so much. They don't, there's a nostalgia to these terrible things. There's a tradition to these foods on holiday. Um, And uh, what, what has happened is that our, like you said, dessert has become now this normal thing whereas before it was only for a certain day Mm. and now what what i'm worried about is parents can do that they can stop it they can stop it i would say make your home a safe zone but then kids will go out and they'll have it on their own if they're not they're going to be exposed to it you know
1: in in the outside world. that's why i think i always think it's about taking control in your own life so like you know my kids don't eat sugar and i think you know, they're gonna go out there at some point, they're gonna to go to kids parties, they're gonna be exposed and they're gonna be offered these things. But I think if, as long as I can control it in our home, and you know, I probably sound like it to certain people, I probably sound like a really unfun dad, like I don't <laughs> give them any treats, they get no fun at all. But no, I mean, I think for the, for the purpose of their health, I think, you know, is that the majority of the time they're spending in, in my home, and they, they, they can eat whole foods, you know, and that's, right. um, and that's important. You know the, the future for us if we don't do that. I, I always I, have. You seen that movie, the Pixar movie Wall-E, oh, yeah, about yeah. the little robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we need, we need a Disney movie about this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, that yeah. The, in in the that's the uh, story about the future, and we we see the humans are all now completely obese, and they're all in these little. I'm not, zoomy like pod, chairs, like Zoomy pod things. Yeah. They go okay, around they Disneyland. The, just digital fodder being fed to their and eyes and eating things, and just watching TV. These little iPad things, and they just go oh, oh, move yeah. around. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a vision of the distant future. If we not, carry not on, so much like, distant. It's well, it, it's yeah, that's the places it exists, where we we're yeah. about there. And I think <laughs> things like that, you see it, and you think. I don't want that future for my kids or their kids, you know, and that's where we're heading. And I think we have to make a change now. And, you know, using platforms and, you know, the media and things like that, that's our only way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I'm so glad. Do you have a name for it yet? uh, Well, we've heard it. We've gone over a few, few things. One of them is uh, called What's in This Um, was a a big one. Um,
0: When is it coming out? Well, well, we're, we're still making years? it. We're, so, we're yeah. still making it, and we both have uh, TV shows yeah. that we work Day on. Jobs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
1: tough to get the the footage when we want it, but it's about
2: making the plans and just getting the footage whenever we can and um, putting the word out. Well, there. I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for it to come out. You guys are amazing and an Thank inspiration you. to people. And I think uh, the more younger audiences that can hear this before mm-hmm. they get into trouble and be inspired by role models like you guys who said, "Look, you know, I was sick. I had." A crappy diet Mm, and i kind of woke up and now i have a more engaged happy fulfilled life where i don't feel like crap all the time it's a great thing yeah so thank you so much both for the work you're doing for the awareness you're creating and for being on the doctor's pharmacy it's a pleasure thanks Thanks for for having us us. and if you've been listening to the podcast and you love it please leave a comment we'd love to hear from you share with your friends on social media uh subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll see you next week on the doctor's pharmacy Everybody, it's dr hyman thanks for tuning into the doctor's pharmacy i hope you're loving this podcast it's one of my favorite things to do and introducing you all the experts that i know and i love and that i've learned so much from and i want to tell you about something else i'm doing which is called mark's picks it's my weekly newsletter and in it i share my favorite stuff from foods to supplements to gadgets to tools to enhance your health It's all the cool stuff that I use and that my team uses to optimize and enhance our health. And I'd love you to sign up for the weekly newsletter. I'll only send it to you once a week on Fridays. Nothing else, I promise. And all you have to do is go to drhyman.com forward slash pics to sign up. That's drhyman.com forward slash pics, P-I-C-K-S, and sign up for the newsletter. And I'll share with you my favorite stuff that I use to enhance my health and get healthier and better and live younger longer. Now, back to this week's episode.
0: Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not
2: constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner,